0: September fever that is and oh my it is in the air or maybe that's just my hay fever. Anyway regardless welcome to another episode of the common man where some average folk do their best to give you the skinny on all things sport and it wouldn't be an episode without Geelong's favorite delivery driver. Welcome
1: Forty. G'day fellas. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what, what are you alluding to uh, horse? Uh, favorite delivery driver? You have a story to tell or? Well I
0: mean I'm wearing today my uh, common man t-shirt, care of Hamish and Andy, care of Nicholas Ford. But you, you took a couple of attempts
1: to deliver it to me, did you? Uh, that would be so. I uh, literally uh, jumped out the, uh, out, of the, out of the house and thought, let's go on a road trip and deliver a particular t-shirt to uh, Matt Horstead. But um, yeah, when I got there, I realized it wasn't in the car. So that was unfortunate. <laughs> I did appreciate so we had it. a good chat. Yeah, yeah you knocked on the chat. door
0: and said, hey, I'm here because I uh, wanted to drop off the T-shirt, but uh, I forgot the T-shirt. It.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just loved that it, that was the sole purpose of the car trip and that yeah, you got I there was. and then you didn't have the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was
1: awesome. It was like, yes, road trip. And um,
0: of course, it's it's happening. It's, it's something this guy's dreamed of all his life, a grand final in Perth. <laughs> except he's not there, and either of the Eagles, well, at least not on the ground. I'm sure they've probably got free tickets. Welcome, Friendy. How are you?
2: We're here, boys. We're here. We're uh, close to this grand final, and we're on school holidays, you and I, horse, in lockdown. So um, at least we've got a bit of time up our up our sleeves, and um, we can really dig into this grand final week.
0: That we can. We can really lean in and get that last scary. Of the AFL season. <laughs> Just sniff it up. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Off our $1. fifty Kmart plate. Hey, uh, <laughs> we've got to Jesus. get on with this pod if it's the last thing we ever do. This month in sport. Well, welcome to this week in sport. I say this week because it's really, it's just one big week, one AFL-focused week that we're going to talk about. And Could be two weeks. One big two weeks. And well, it was two weeks. We're, we've got <laughs> one week left now, thank goodness. Like I said, the AFL is going to take up a large majority of the pod today and, for good reason, the Ds and the doggies will play off in the decider. I can only imagine how big a week it would have been in the city of Melbourne if we weren't all in lockdown and it was at the G. Maybe we'd find those people on the Westgate Bridge today would have been wearing red, white and blue, not uh, orange and yellow. Too soon, 40. He's a bit concerned. Anyway, I digress. Before we talk grand final... There has been some other things happening in AFL. Frendy, what can you tell us about the Brownlow?
2: Oh, the Brownlow. What a night this was! Obviously, the Optus Oval, Perth Stadium, put on an absolute spectacle. However, it felt like there was uh, about five different hosting locations. Um, there was people on Zoom. There was people in Brisbane. There was people at Melbourne. Um, and even at Optus Stadium, correct me if I'm wrong horse, but there were people being directed into different rooms, so they were kind of distancing themselves yes, yes. from each other. It's
0: there were seven the locations. Most,
2: seven locations, there you go, and uh, such a uh, bizarre sort of brown low. And then to top it all off, um, the top four uh, would win on on most years in the brown low um, how did you guys see that? Were you, were you happy with the result? Did you enjoy watching the Brownlow? I'm sure the red carpet's your favourite thing, Ford.
1: <laughs> well, I don't mind the red carpet; it's always good. But um, uh, Ben Cousins was on the red carpet, wasn't he? Didn't, oh, absolutely, he was. And uh, he was. Well, usually they all are if they're rocking up to the Brownlow. <laughs> he was by himself though. Um, but yeah, i do not. What, what are you sort of inferring to? Uh, <laughs> Their friend
2: no just uh, it's always good to see what fellas rock up in, in in their getups and often it's about the women but the men are starting to to show out on these nights nice horse it's they they're lifting their fashion game
0: look I've got to be honest with you I missed the red carpet altogether um, <laughs> I went out for a, uh, a cheeky last burger before lockdown and we were at a, uh, a sports bar they were going to they tried to put the Brownlow on for us on the TV yep. and then we found out that we were like living in 1970. The Brownlow is only broadcast on an antenna, Channel 7, unless you've got the AFL live pass. It's not on the 7 Plus app. It wasn't on Fox Footy. It wasn't on KO. So wow. they, they thought they'd put the Brownlow on for us and we got 45 minutes of um, like a Heathrow Airport show. <laughs> <laughs> airport disasters when I, well, well, one of those ones where they're just going through people's get up as they go through the security at the airport and they're trying uh, to smuggle I, in yeah. i don't know random <laughs> foods and stuff that they shouldn't did, be in their suitcases
2: well did you think cocaine. it was
1: the red carpet did, did you think that was the red carpet horse
2: mate? well yeah. i
0: thought this is a airport. covid covid style red carpet i can understand the security is <laughs> up um they're dressed down for the events they uh, People haven't been out for eighteen months. They don't know what type of clothes they should be wearing. No. That's why they've got the tracksuits on, fluoro mm. vests.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, our thoughts go to Nadia Bartel in this in these times as well. So, um, but, for, <laughs> but forty, you mentioned before. What you mentioned before? You mentioned before forty. Benny Cousins. How good yep. is it to see him on the brown uh, at the brown? Like, obviously, if you're a past winner, you get an automatic invitation. Um, and he's had, a, a, it's fair to say, a few rough years. Mm. Um, and we heard that interview with, with uh, Basil Zemplis last year, which I, I think we all agree was a bit of a joke. But yep. to hear him looking fresh, looking fit, speaking well, um, I thought was the most pleasing mm. thing. It's and um, what, we're talking we're, we're, what we heard last year, Ford. <laughs> a vast improvement. But okay, he, uh, yeah, he, looks, he looks like he's finally turned the corner. Um, I think this is the healthiest we've seen him in a very, very long time. And let's hope uh, that he continues this recovery because we'd love to see him, uh, you know, in the footy scene in a positive way um, more often because he's one of the all-time greats. So it was great to see him at the Brownlow 16 years after he won it in Mm, 2005. So uh, it was awesome.
0: Oh, look, I've got to say the only disappointing thing about Ben Cousins was uh, his date. And now this is no slight on the woman that came with him. I just had hoped it was going to be Irene from Home and Away. Oh, how
2: good would that have been? We did
0: hear about the bond that they had developed last year when when she made an appearance on the Basil special. So I would have thought that Irene would have been there arm in arm with Ben as they strolled the red carpet.
2: Absolutely. Well, lads, I'm going to quickly... I'm going to race through the top 10 for you. Yep. Um, and then I'd love I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on how you thought people went, if you thought the, the winner was the right winner. But let me just quickly race through. Actually, I'll go 10 to 1 for you. Okay. So Christian, Petrar- Christian Petrarca, 23 votes. Jared yep. Lyons, 23 votes. Travis Boat, 25. Tom Mitchell, 25. Jack Steele, 26. Darcy Parrish, 26. Sam Walsh, 30. Clayton Oliver, 31. Marcus Bontempelli, 33. And our winner from Port Adelaide, Ollie Wines, 36 votes.
0: Now, just before we start the Brownlow conversation, I think it's probably worth noting that only one member of the panel today actually watched the Brownlow. I'll let you decide who that was. Um, a couple of things stood out for me. First of all, I've got to say congratulations, Ollie Wines, but I find you boring. Um, <laughs> is, he, is he
1: a better personality than Lockie Neal last year?
0: Oh, yeah, no, he is for sure. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't mean personality wise. I meant football wise. I. I yeah, just, fair, fair. I fair. just don't enjoy watching him as a footballer. He doesn't have any um attribute to me that stands out that makes you go, "He's." People come into the grounds to watch him. He doesn't have that flair that some of the other guys out there do. That I like. Are you to, suggesting to
1: watch. he's the next Adam Cooney?
0: Or Ooh, Shane my Wad- Shane
1: Wadden, Adam Cooney, one or the other? Are you putting? Him, are you putting him in that bracket? Are you? Um, I might put, him in, <laughs> might put him in the Matt Prittis bracket. Oh. oh, no,
2: actually. No, no, no. That's I mean, I don't think anyone thought Prittis was going to... No one knew Prittis until he won the Brownlow. Um, yeah. Now, I've ne- <laughs> one thing about Oli Wands I've never noticed is his head. It's mm, like a square. It's a big mouth.
1: It I, yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for his mother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, when you've got 90-degree <laughs> angle, when you've got, like, hard corners trying to get out it's, <laughs> it's no smooth head popping out <laughs> you've got a cube it's it doesn't
2: just, there's yeah. there's been a lot of uh quagmire memes going around this week <laughs> so. um
0: it's i mean it's remarkable to think 18 months ago he was dropped like he, he wasn't mm. in the team and now he's a yep. Brownlow medalist uh one season later but that is that is pretty epic
2: And 36 votes, like, that's that's a lot of good games that the umpires think you've had. Um, Yeah. Who's polled higher than that?
0: Uh, No one. one. Dustin Martin has Um, has done the same in 2017. But the thing uh, with those votes also was just the volume. of It was just the same guys getting the votes every week. Like, there'd never been a time where they'd had... More than two players get over 30 in a season. I think there'd been like three times that two players have got 30 or more. This had four, four players, yes. mm, as well as yeah. others in the mid to high 20s as well. Like it was off the charts. 23 votes for was? Petrarca, 23 votes for Petrarca could have won you a Brownlow any given year, and he was 10th. Yep. Is,
1: it, is, it, is it maybe sort of saying how strong some of the topper echelon players are in the AFL currently? Or is it more just that when the umpires are voting, they're the ones that sort of probably pay, get paid, you know, sort of draw the most attention?
0: Yeah. Uh, look, there's, there'd be a, a few theories that you could put out there. I think um, the more and more that these players are talked about, the more that there's social media, there's votes for every um, online uh, award as well as the papers. You don't have to buy the papers anymore to know where players are at in the online vote, mm-hmm. or like in their player yeah. of the year awards, you, yeah. you see it, you hear it all the time. Surely those umpires are being saturated as well, and they wouldn't have been back in the day. Like, yes. I was reading an article Boy. the other day where someone had won the Brandley with 19 votes.
2: Yeah. It's, it's crazy because look, you look at Travis Boak, who finished eighth uh, or equal seventh um, with 25 votes. Last year, he came second with 21 votes. So he's done better than last year and he's finished yes. in eighth spot. And crazy to think that Ollie Wines and Travis Boak, like, there's 61 votes for two players from your team. Like, that's crazy.
1: What about, um, so how many votes between the three top Melbourne players? That was, you know, nearly 670, 16,
0: votes, 23, it? and 31. Um, Is that right? 16 for Gorn, 23 yes. for Petrarca, and 31 That's for Oliver. That's 70 votes. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and they got 96 as a team, and they, they mm. led the competition. I mean, they also were top of the ladder, so it makes sense. The more wins you get, the more votes you're going to get. But yeah, to have three players combined for 70 votes from the same team. Again, incredible. Um, mm. The other thing, Sam Walsh. My goodness. 30 votes. He mm. equals the record for Carlton.
2: Juddy, yep.
0: And Greg Williams. And yep. um, those guys won Brownlows when they did that, of course.
2: Insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And, and, and
1: how young is he too? Like, far out. Third season? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I
2: think he, he's primed to um, to definitely win one. But if we go to Marcus, like the, the favorite, I think everyone thought Marcus Bontempelli was going to get up. He won the AFL Players Award. Um, and well, to see that, yeah, go. Well, wines was
0: actually the the favourite by the evening, and he, he he whilst he didn't win any of the major awards, um, most of the the Brownlow predictors had him coming out on top, or to, at least a couple of the major right. ones. Yeah, yep.
2: Mm. But I thought it was intriguing that like Jack McRae, who I thought was going to steal a lot of votes from Bontempelli, ends ends up with fourteen, mm. and you've got Bontempelli on thirty three. Like, uh who was taking the votes off him?
0: It wasn't Adam Trelaw. Well, actually, Matt, it was Adam Trelaw, especially in round six, where Jack McRae had 40 touches and got no
2: votes, and Adam Trelaw got 35 and got the three. So I'm surprised that... Bonds didn't get more votes in the end because McCrae yeah. bowled so poorly.
1: That that was your prediction last episode, Friendy, wasn't it? What was your <laughs> prediction again? Let's
2: let's uh, I think I had um <laughs> <laughs> I had David Mundy up there. Well and to be fair, it's the best he's ever polled at 36 with 20 votes. So well done, David Mundy. And is it the uh, most that, that a
0: 36-year-old's, 36-year-old's ever polled?
2: Oh, it has to be. Unless uh, surely Craig Bradley no, I, I was up there I at think, one so. point.
0: I think I think it is.
2: Yep. Um, and Clayton Oliver was obviously the other, the big favourite who ended yeah. up with thirty-one. Um, yep. you know the top three win last year, so Clayton Oliver would have drawn with Lockie Neal last year. It's it's insane to think yeah. twelve months, uh, incredible.
0: I, I mean that said last year it was seventeen games,
2: yeah, not let's twenty-two,
0: which yep. also goes. My goodness, if Lockie Neal had another five games, he would have cracked forty. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Horse. what was the fa- most favourite thing for you of the Brownlow? I just enjoyed there being a bit more life in the broadcast as opposed to last year. It's, a, it's amazing yeah. what a difference it makes actually having an audience there reacting yeah. to, to votes when they're being called out and the laughters and the clicking mm. of glasses and all of that. Like yep. uh, Gillen said that he'd, he'd thought there is an opportunity to throw a few one-liners in there. And one year he's gonna do it. Um, but it wasn't this year. But he did love drawing out every time there was a vote. You know how they when it gets starts getting closer, how yeah, they yes. do the whole that pause three, on the first votes. letter.
1: Yep.
0: Oh <laughs> wines. Like there's no one else in the team. Oh, yeah, that's It's like, oh, ah, oh, yes, you know who
1: this is. <laughs>
0: Fantasia. No. And um and also D Mundy, he loves drawing out D Mundy. It, it, like he was, he was not going to win. I'm sorry, Friendy, even though you thought he was going to be the winner. Oh, um, very, right, um, from very get-go, yeah, right from the get go. Right from the get go, Gil was like, two votes, D Mundy, and he like did a little
2: inflection. <laughs> D Mundy, I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron yeah, Burgundy. who put the question mark on the teleprompter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would be great uh, if I, they if they had to exclamation marks and question marks and whatever we didn't know on the votes
2: yeah yeah i did appreciate um jack rewalt just sitting there with a cup of tea at one point just um yeah you know.
0: that was probably the most unnecessary part was having those players on zoom <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> clearly they're not going to win because you would yeah, have yeah. got them at a studio if they were going to win if they were Correct. any chance but instead, Direct. you've got them dressed up in suits, sitting at their houses on Zoom with a laptop with a mug of peppermint tea and <laughs> the number of of photos that went out on social media with those guys yeah. that had their tuxedo on the top, top and, sh- and shorts yeah. on the bottom because no one was going to see. I think we've said enough about the Brownlow. It was good to be a bit more back to normal. That's what I thought.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: Now, 40, whilst there's Still yes. two teams alive in 21 2021. There are now 16 teams who are already sitting at the drawing board analyzing what went wrong and what they can fix for season 2022. Can you take us through some of these thoughts and ideas for some of those teams? What do you reckon?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I thought I'd start off with uh Homer and look at Jalan because um, let's do it. I thought it was a Classy. bit of a Bit of, yeah, well, a bit of, we'll talk about West Coast a little bit soon, maybe. but <laughs> um, I thought, to be honest, a bit of a disappointing, uh, this was our year, of course. This oh. was the year of the cap, and unfortunately, fizzed. yeah, unfortunately we had some key injuries at the end, um, and we continue to have a coach that can't coach finals, and yeah, so be
2: cool, be cool.
1: for me, I think it's time that we need a new coach, and as much as a great coach Chris Scott is throughout the season, there's certainly some deficiencies uh, in his game plan when it comes to finals. And when it comes to game plan, tactics and structure, the coach has to be accountable for that. And I think that we need, we need something different. We need something fresh. You know, We've got still the, um, some great talent. Uh, when I say we, Geelong. Um, but I think also Scotty's lost the younger group when favoring more of the older players throughout most of the season. Yes. Um, now's the time to play these young guys with still some of our legends out there with Salwood and Hawkins. What's your intel, Horse, on, on some of that maybe movement around the coaching? Obviously, we've seen a couple of the assistants move on, but we all want that one person to move on, don't we? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and look... I think the fact that those assistants are moving on is indication that that one person is not moving on. Uh, Mm. uh, And, you know, they talked about it on Footy Classified on Monday night, and Caro said that uh, not only, you know, does she think he's probably going to stay, or this is what she was alluding to, um, that if he's going to stay, he's not just going to stay for one more year, because the time is ripe now. If you if he was going to move on or whatever, now mm. would probably be the time. He's not just going to ride out one more year, yeah. Is he? And so you got
2: to were- you got to know when you, when your time's up, don't you? Which is must be so hard when you're getting prelim after prelim, but something's not working.
1: Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And uh, there's so Geelong. I mean, Geelong has to obviously clean out some of the player lists as well. Some of the older players. Um, we need to re-sign some of our younger pl- players who are still yet to be signed. We just recently signed Narkel. Yes. Um, but obviously, for one Jordan season. Clark for one season, that's right. Which I was quite surprised about. Yeah. But I, think, I think we need to explore a trade with Fremantle ASAP for Jordan Clark. He wants to go back to WA. That's where he's uh, from. And obviously, you know, Geelong has given up a lot of first round, future first-round picks with some of the yeah. recent trades we've done. Maybe we can get something out of that, and I'd love to hear both of your thoughts on this because it's not just Jordan and Clark. What What are your thoughts around? Does this change the landscape when teams are? And this has been an issue in the past, but players that get drafted, say from WA, and come to a Victorian team, or vice versa. Or yeah, because we've got Adam
0: and then, Adam Scherer wanting to come back as well.
1: Yep. Yeah. And three or four years in, and then they want to go. And they've, they've spent high capital uh, investment on this sort of young development, young investment, and then they lose them.
0: Mm. Yeah. Is
1: this going to be hesitant for teams? Do you want to speak on that, friendly horse? Well, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, I'll,
0: I'll admit, I said as soon as we drafted him, I said, Great, like he's going to want to go home in a couple of years. We were in the middle of the Tim <laughs> Kelly situation when we picked up Jordan Clark mm. and uh, I always thought it was going to happen. And there you go. It, it's happened again. And it it'll always continue to happen. It's, it's an interesting one because you know, like this doesn't happen in American professional sport. The go home factor might happen when they're 36 and they want to yeah, fulfill yeah, yeah, that yes. dream. And, you know, yeah. Wayne Wade's going to play a season in Chicago or, yep. But but it's not happening at 20 they, and they don't have mm. the power they haven't established themselves they don't have you know that weight in American yep. sports to
1: say I want to go home. So it's not a generational thing. It's maybe an Australian thing. I think so.
0: I think it's the culture. Well, well, I, think, I it's think it's the way it's set make, up. Contracts are Yeah, set up. you
2: you make a good point, horse, cuz um with the American sports like it's they're just so thankful to be there. Exactly. Particularly with, particularly with the NFL players. Now, I know the NBA, there's been a bit of a shift with them, kind of, especially the stars, controlling where they want to go. But when you come down to your next tier levels or your, your rookie, they're just so grateful for the opportunity, mm. which there's no doubt the Aussie players are like this too. But it's almost like um, we've just set the tone over the last 15, 20 years where, okay, you, you do your rookie years and you just get through. And then when it's time to get your big contract or your next contract, you just get to go home because that's that's what you want to do. Well, mm. if that's what the AFL wants to do, why don't they just make it a big state of origin thing and you just keep your crop where they are and whatever. Like, Because I know Jared Brander from West Coast, which I know you want to go to soon for, but like he's mm. a Geelong grammar boy and he wants to go to Geelong, which Geelong haven't shown in, too much interest in at the moment. But there's players in every club, you'd say, where at some point they're like, oh, the media just hype up. Oh, they want to go home. They want to go home. Family reasons. Family reasons. Well, I'm a bit with you, horse. Like we got to change that. I think.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And there's even the other player from Carlton, Sam petreski I mean, he's not obviously a top player, but yeah, he's requested now trade as a young guy to and wants to go
2: play for the Eagles. So did yeah. I hear he's on 800k? No. No, surely not. It- oh, oh, or- he was. Oh, he was wanting that or something. Was I reading that somewhere? I could be way off.
1: Yeah. But speaking of West Coast, um, Freddie, what what are your thoughts? I mean, you've been, it's been an yep. emotional roller coaster, coaster ride for you the last two years following yep. West Coast. Yep. Uh, what needs to happen?
2: Now, well, uh, we've made a couple of good moves in terms of we've rotated, got rid of some of our assistant coaches and brought some in. So, Jared Schofield from Port Adelaide. He's come across. He's, he's from West Coast in the past, but he's well respected and very keen to get him. And we've also grabbed one of your guys, Matty Knights, one of the long-serving assistants from Geelong, mm. um, who I'm actually really keen to get over there. Um, you can't take away from the fact that Geelong has been so successful in the past 10 years, or plus. Um, and to have someone that's been around success for that long, consistency, Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes. Now, I'm not sure if it's going to be the same midfield role that he's had with Geelong. It may be. Um, And so, but yeah, I'm looking forward to him. I'm not sure if you guys are going to miss him too much. Well, the one
0: one success he did have in the midfield was Tim Kelly.
2: (laughs) That's why he's coming back. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe
0: maybe Maybe. maybe Tim's a key player in this. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he'll get him back on track.
2: That excites me a little bit. Who knows? But um. But we and we haven't. uh, We've got rid of a few of the young guys. I mean, Nathan Vardy. We've got rid of. Well, actually, (laughs) Nathan Nathan Vardy. Nathan Vardy was offered a contract, um, but he's he retired because he got offered. I don't know what the gig is in Warnable. I'm not even sure if it's a footy gig, but he's moving to Warnable because whatever that. Gig is it's he's getting paid more doing that than he would be to stay in the AFL. So wow, he's off. I oh, know he's off. Wow. um <laughs> Jared Brander, as I said, wants to go to Geelong, and then our three old guys. So you've got um Josh Kennedy, Shannon Hearn, and yes, Redden. They've, Redden all take, yeah. they've all taken. They've all taken some one big year pay deals. cuts. Yeah, yes. one year deals and some big pay cuts to stay at the club, which I think is great effort by them. I think, I think the they're using... Is... Uh,
0: I was going to say they're using the same methods that Geelong have used with our guys. Um, whilst they might be on reduced contracts, they do have um, discounts in the, the local retirement villages. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, right, that's right. Set well, up and waiting. Certainly,
1: so. There's obviously you know, some salary cap pressure um, with West Coast. So you know, for yep. those three players to take that, that's you know, a lot less than well, what they would normally demand on the market. Yeah.
2: And from what I'm seeing, the noise is I think they're going to try and you know stock up somehow with maybe some young I don't know maybe that Carlton guy, but I think they're going to have another crack at trying to do something next year, which I think mm. I don't agree with. I think we need to kind of make. Some well, you've got a cuts, lot of but...
1: lot of draft picks too this this draft. Yeah, so you may spend a bit of that. Don't we
2: owe you guys about 15 still?
0: No, 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 we moved We've them only on. got like two. We, we move like them all on. Second
2: round picks. Oh, yeah. So they all, they we went to GWS, three. didn't they? We've got
0: three. We've got our own plus the two. So we've got okay, like 30, yeah. 32, and 34. Awesome. Which is actually probably
1: what we do better than when we're given well, the, that's and, that is true. Like the ones that stand out are generally are the lower draft picks. Exactly.
0: They? Tom Stewart pick 40. What would you rather? Yep. Tom Stewart at pick 40 or Billy Smets at pick 12? <laughs> or oh, 15 geez. whatever he was like as jordan clark was
1: 15 yeah yeah so um i mean another maybe just another mention to carlton obviously there's lots happening with carlton still yet to have a new coach yeah brian cook ceo of geelong has now gone there so that's why i was thinking maybe chris scott will follow him they're kind of joined at the hip a little bit but um is there well, any other had from, from you guys
0: yeah there had been some talk of that, but uh, today it appears that Michael Voss is now the front runner. Well,
1: horse, I think that sums it up. There's yep. probably a lot more to talk about, but um, I'm, I'm gonna sure we'll to
0: revisit it. No worries. to <laughs> for that 40. Now, before we wrap up, we do have to talk the actual grand final and there's two big questions I've got for you guys. First of all, who wins and then I'll get to the second one. So simply the result. Friendy, who's going to win the grand final on Saturday?
2: Ooh. Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne by three goals.
1: Wow. I'm going to go Bulldogs yep. by
2: three goals.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to go draw. Draw? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been perfect symmetry. No, I would have to... been... I'm going to go the D's. Uh, I'm going to go the D's by, it's going to be a close one. I'm going to go the D's by 10 points. Yeah. I'm hoping I, for a close I
2: one. A, I hope it's a ripper. Yep. yep. And, I, isn't I reckon that, it's going to be a ripper. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a close game, I
0: reckon. And isn't that what the neutral supporter always wants on grand mm. final day? Just a close one, just a cracker.
1: Boys. It's still just not the same, is it? Like the grand no. finals in the evening. It's just like, I mean, I know we're all going to be in lockdown anyway, but it just doesn't have the same aura
2: around Saturday being in the evening. I'm just, I'm still not happy. But yeah. hang on Ford. Kane Corns has, he, he is the final voter. Optus Stadium is better than the MCG. Okay. Kane Corns. Oh, <laughs> Kane Corns is, is an to absolute
1: flog. Who's a cane <laughs> Corns.
0: <laughs> no one listens to the oh, Twerp. Look, That's it doesn't
1: job. anyway. There's, there's still a contract with the MTG for the next Another, 25
0: years. Yeah, 50 years.
2: Hey, and we, could, we, could, um, we could watch it together. We'd, we'd just have to go for a walk for three hours.
0: And <laughs> one of us hold a phone on a selfie stick out in front. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Sounds like a plan. Yep. Hey, the other question. So we know who you think is going to win. Who's going to yep. take home the Norm Smith? Forty, where's your value? Where's your money this uh, this weekend?
1: Because I'm picking the doggies. And look, I'd love to go Ds. one from I, each team. Well, that is true. But I, I feel like, uh, look, I would love to see the Ds win too. But yep. I just got a feeling maybe the doggies are going to do it. It's just something about them. And yep. I think if they do win, Bont would have to be, he will be the one lead from the front. So it would be unlikely to see, imagine that again. When was the last time that happened, of course Was it? We haven't had a Norm Smith medal since Gary Ablett, since Chris senior in 89. Chris Jard won the Norm Judd. Smith
0: medal when uh, in a losing in, against Sydney in 2005. Yep. That's right, is there you it, go? Ruby?
2: Yes, correct. Yes, that is right. <laughs> Thank you.
1: I, well done. That was a good. <laughs> I was um, thinking about it. <laughs> that was a great live fact check there, horse. I'm um, kudos to you. Thank you. I and know, I reckon they Buckley stuff. won
2: one before that.
0: Yes, that is correct. In the Brisbane era. Come on. So I
2: that's my it.
1: pick. Bond. I'm going with Bond.
2: Um, for me, oh, my. I've got a, a front runner, which I, th- I would love to see Max Bourne win the um, Norm Smith. Oh, his prelim was unbelievable. Yeah. Um. So mine's Max Gorn. My smoky, though, for Melbourne is Tom McDonald. Ooh. Tom McDonald. He's my smoky.
1: He's going at 41 bucks.
2: <laughs> 40's on there. 40's tempted. Well, I'm just, just
1: having a look.
2: I just yeah. think if he if he kicks a bag or if he kicks four goals and they're crucial goals, like they love that on Grand Final day. Um, maybe if he takes some big marks, you know.
1: Well, maybe should put you five bucks on him, friendy. I maybe. think I think some reasonable value.
0: If the doggies are going to win, is Bailey Smith?
2: Oh, they're loving him at the moment, aren't they? He uh, he has had fifteen dollars.
0: He's had a final series. Yep. yep, and he's averaged like three goals and twenty four possessions a game so far this final series. And so I think if the dogs are to get over the line, he will have played a part in it. He's uh good call. He's the same draft class as Sam Walsh. And isn't that draft class just going great guns yeah. at the moment? Wow. Apart from Jordan wow. Clark. Absolutely. No, no offense, Jordan. And, <laughs> and uh look then for the D's, gone aside, it's gonna be one of Oliver or Petrarca.
2: Petra, yeah, that's right. I think, I, think, I
0: think Petrarca, I mean, Petrarca is going to be the favorite just because of the flair that he plays at. He mm-hmm. catches the eye. And I think grand yep. final day, he's got the type of game bursting from the midfield, you know, a tap from Gorn straight to Petrarca running a yep. 55-meter yep. goal. Like, that's the type of stuff that gets you a Norm Smith medal. Yep. So I think it's probably that's right. going to be Petrarca over the shaggy head, ginger Adonis that is Clayton Oliver. <laughs> Well, there you go, guys. <laughs> I forgot that I was hosting there for a second. <laughs> there we have it. We're, we're sort of split down the middle. Uh, two Ds, one Dogs. Regardless, we want it to be a great game and yep. a, a game that uh, just entertains us for one last time in season 2021. That has been the AFL for 2021. And this has been This Week in sport.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for combat, cross-code, cross-code combat. Well, now it's time for cross-code combat, and uh, it's been a while, so let's just freshen up our memories and listen to the rules.
0: In cross-code combat, each speaker is given a sporting star with a challenge to argue why their athlete would be better in their opposing star sport than the opposing star would be in their given sport. It's clear as mud, really.
1: Okay. Well, I am excited for this battle. We've got uh, Matt Horstead. Um, he's going to be Emma McKean, uh, the fresh off the Olympics. Uh, she's ready to go. She's our all-time Olympian and uh, she's going to be facing off. Well, Horsted is going to be facing off against Nathan Friend, who will be Ash Barty uh, number one women's women's tennis champion uh, currently in the world fresh off a Wimbledon win this year she's all up and about it's going to be two current players and uh, it's been a while since we've run cross code combat guys you guys how are you feeling
2: you ready this this You're is fresh? Big. this is this is probably the two biggest sports stars we've had on cross code combat so it's oh, a big, a big one
0: sure. most in form
2: at least <laughs> as yes, well absolutely like,
0: Actually, current, and they're not present day,
2: then they're not has been
1: like you got a hat, not, not has been, but someone is an older player versus a current player. These are two current players, yep. in their prime. So, At the peak of their powers. And I just <laughs> want to point out that, uh, just me hosting oh, no. this does not mean that I am undefeated, <laughs> I'm still the undefeated reigning cross code combat <laughs> champion. Nick Ford, but I just thought I would relinquish, relinquish my title, just not my title, but just to give these two guys a chance to face off because, you know, they have been getting a bit itchy and there's been a lot of banter. So uh, let's it's just. It's the chuck most them botched
2: in. scoring system <laughs> in the history of. Uh,
1: look, we know you, Freddy. We know, we know, friendly, hey? we know <laughs> yeah, you, friendy, right. have not been up to scratch here, but uh, uh, this is a 32 essay- horse. This is going to be SAS style. Can't SAS, get still salty He's still salty, Freddie. <laughs> uh, he's still holding on to that. Absolutely. But this is going to be SAS style. Throw him in there with the boxing gloves and uh, I'm ready to go. I'm going to be holding the timer. So we're not going to be going over one minute. And do you want me to give you a 10 second warning?
2: Yeah, always good. Yeah. Okay. Didn't, well, didn't
1: you last time say you didn't want it?
2: It's 2021, horse. It's a new year, okay? <laughs> well, look, um,
1: I, I'm feeling uh I'm feeling the energy. I'm feeling these boys are ready to go. Who would like to go first to start us off? You're and, in well, charge. Gonna, you tell us. Well, look. Um I, I think Horstead, would you would you like to be the first one or would you prefer Friendy to go? I'm gonna give the choice to you. <laughs> oh, he's just throwing it back <laughs> on you. <laughs> Okay, I'll let Freddie go first.
2: Oh, there okay. You go. Right. On, right on. Okay. Well, come on, Ash Barty. Come on.
1: Absolutely. We uh, our golden girl, Ash. She's uh, she's ready to go. But uh, Freddie, I am going to hand it over to you. And do you want me to count you in, or I'm just going to start it when you start talking? All right.
2: Alright, here we go. There are three and a half million children aged 0 to 12. From this, over 90% learn how to swim. To put that in perspective of tennis, less than 30% learn to play tennis. Fair to say, Ash always knows what's happening when it comes to water. Not only this, she's the world number one tennis player as 40 alluded to just before and won multiple Grand Slams and various tournaments. She's adaptable. And I'm assuming Ford was referring to tennis, as he said, because she's also been a phenomenal cricket player for the Brisbane Heat. Professional in two sports, unbelievable. So she's so adaptable that she left the sport for tennis for a couple of years to play cricket, only to return to become the best in the world. She's strong through the core with her tennis and her forehand and backhand, and her sweep shots for six. She would dominate strokes such as butterfly, freestyle, and backstroke. Uh, heck, She put her in the, uh, the medleys, why don't you? 10 seconds. Now, I want to say this too. That not only that, she also wants to play AFOW for the Tigers so she can kick on both feet. It's a no-brainer. And if Dean Boxer was her coach, I'd be worried for a few metal poles. Oh, it's ball. the body party.
1: Well done. Well done. Oh, oh nice, nice. I'll let you have that last little body party even that went over time. I had to throw the body party <laughs> in.
0: It's the body party. I don't think oh, that, well, I, I, I there you go. I would hope 40 that wouldn't make the difference anyway.
1: No, look, I'm fine if, with that. If if
0: Friendy, I don't care, yeah, mate. Look, you can have that. It's the body party
1: at the end. That's great. <laughs> Let's just say it's it shouldn't come into the decision, mate. <laughs> um, Friendy, I love you. Really did bring it today. Um, this this is gonna be good. I'm looking forward to hearing. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate
0: response. your arguments that actually argued in my favor, but I don't think I'll need to point those out.
1: Okay, well, this is your chance to do okay. so, horse. I'm going like I'm gonna count you in. Three. Two what, one, what, what I thought go. you were just no 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 no. <laughs> yeah.
2: You let Freddy start. And you started
0: recording. You started timing as soon as he. I've I've I've
1: changed the rules. That's not
2: how it works.
0: <laughs> That's not how it works. No no. Hang on hang on
2: hang on. Well that look is, guys, that there's... is how this game works. We change the rules exactly all the time. how this
1: game works. <laughs> we change the rules. However it feels. Look okay horse. I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep it consistent. I've got the timer ready to go, and uh, I'll start it when you go.
0: Emma McKeon, our golden girl of the pool, a born athlete who would excel at any sport. At 1.8 metres, she's the perfect size for the modern day tennis player. Right between Serena Williams at 1.75 metres and her sister Venus at 1.85 metres. Her lack of tennis experience as a junior would be made up for with her reach and ability to navigate across the court at the drop of a hat. Emma is also a scholar with a Bachelor of Public Health and a major in Nutrition. Not only does she have the required physical attributes, she also has the know-how to get her body fueled for a three-set epic. Ash Barty, national treasure, no doubt, national swimmer, no thanks. At only 1.66 metres tall, she might have had a chance at the Tokyo Olympics of 1964, but not in 2021. Her short stature would make it difficult to keep up with the longer, slender frames of modern-day swimmer. Based on height alone, it would take her clearly more strokes to cover the same distance in the pool. So, whilst I'm sure that Ash would have a crack, this is not what crosscode is all about. It's about who would be better. And in my opinion, it's clear that Emma would come out on top.
1: Bang! Fifty nine seconds, out a second to spare. He gave his second to Freddie to give the old Ash Barty party party. <laughs> <The Ash> <laughs> yeah, the Barty party. There you go. You can have well a second. Done. There you go, horse. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, that was strong. I actually feel like. That was very, very close between both of you guys, and actually, this is a hard position to be in making the decision. I, I know it's it is. easier; it is much easier <laughs> to be the person delivering it. But I know, um, I, you know what? For future ones, I think
0: we should also just have the chance to rebut a couple of each other's arguments as well. That's something so, maybe so to add to you the think future.
1: Opening statement, maybe I do like shorten it. Maybe it's yes. a forty-second opening statement with a chance to respond once you've heard the once other person. Yeah,
2: I reckon. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That is because I knew I knew you suggestion. were coming in with the, uh, the short stature and I, I had some one-liners there to go, but anyway. Yeah.
0: Just like I, I knew that you would probably go that 90% of us learn how to swim, <laughs> which would actually, you know, <laughs> mean that there'd be more competition out there
1: because we can all swim.
2: <laughs> hey, we're not, we're not, we're not rebutting now. Mate. No, no, can we're not. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But we'll look, look, that's a great uh, suggestion, horse. We'll put yeah. that forward. And
2: they do swim long distance in swimming. So it doesn't matter how small you are. You can, if you can swim the furthest, you'll be fine.
0: No, but she has to, do has to do the 100 and the 200 because she, she's swapping with Emma McKean.
2: <laughs> she's just a swimmer, isn't she? <laughs> she's
0: not doing breaststroke.
2: <laughs> she's not yeah, doing. McC- the-
0: She's not doing backstroke 1,500 metres.
2: <laughs> Why not?
0: We're swapping with their exact sport anyway.
2: Okay. Well, you didn't what? mention cricket. So, is she going to come and play cricket as well then?
0: Why not? <laughs> 90% of our country learn how to play cricket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, look, I, I'm going to make a decision. And I'm not going to take it to the people because... We all know how that goes down. It doesn't go down, well, does a horse. It doesn't. Freddy's
0: it doesn't. a, <laughs> a popular man. <laughs> Let's just take it to the
1: people.
2: Just remember uh, the metal poll that Dean Boxer will be having his way with, with, with the, with the Abadi party, party, all right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, my final decision, and uh, look, I certainly did love you, Freddie, bringing the facts straight up with the percentages, but I am going to go with Matt Horstead as the winner. Woo! Emma McKee, final Billy. time champion, uh, Olympian champion. I just think she would be a much better tennis player than Ash Barty would be a swimmer.
2: <laughs> Hang on. So, so you've already made your mind up before you made it.
1: Based on the arguments that I heard. Oh, okay, right. I, right. right. I, I, that right. is my decision. I agree with but you. But it 40. was very close. I agree. And, and friendly. I, I think you put a very strong argument. I, I think the adaptability that you, uh, the point that you brought with Ash Barty with multiple sports um, was a good one, but I'm not sure cricket is going to help her when it comes to swimming, unfortunately. I, um,
2: I had, I had. <laughs> like... Unless it's,
1: unless there's been a lot of rain. Now learning curve,
2: it's been a long time since we've done cross code, learning curve. There's about four points here that I missed saying because I ran out of time. Uh, I forgot how quick the minute is. Yeah. Uh, but...
0: so... Should we hear him? Yep, she also no, no, played all she played hockey it's as done. a child as well. <laughs> and she likes to play golf. Okay. Well, what can you work out there? She's good with hitting stuff.
2: So who won Ford?
1: I did. <laughs> Take to the people. To the people.
2: No, the people. I did.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Fordy. Friendy's the people's champion. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I the knew the horse. small. I knew the small thing was going to get me. Like she's just too small. Like
1: we- <laughs> <laughs> But but what she lacks in in size, friendy, she's she's full power. She's got that. Uh, she's got heart. She's got soul, and uh, she's
2: strong. Don't worry but about M- that. M- M- she's make like a the great perfect- inside mid. Emma's the Emma's you know- the perfect tennis shape size. Yeah.
1: Like- <laughs> she actually <laughs> reminds me <laughs> a bit of like Alicia Chamolik, doesn't she? Like she's
2: got. Oh, more like, like um. Who's the Russian that was up there for a while? Uh, Sharapova. Sharapova. She's got that Sharapova sort of build. Broad shoulders and long arms. She's
1: a lot lot quieter than Sharapova. Mm. True. It's not a bad thing.
2: (laughs) That's a very good thing. Absolutely.
0: Okay, I think... Well, that's the end of (laughs) CrossCode.
2: Thanks. We got there. We
0: got there. And now it's, it's, a, it's a bit of back-to-back forward because it's time for one of my favourite segments. From his early years, Nicholas was a sports fan who liked to write. Whenever there was a major sporting event, Nick would pen his thoughts on the occasion in his trusty diary. Decades later, these diaries have been uncovered and the world now gets to hear the thoughts of a young sports prodigy. This... 40's diary. Okay, so 40, we're going to delve into your diary again today. Uh, What date are we looking at?
1: Uh, This was a a great uh, day, 30th of September, 1994,
0: horse. Right, so you would have been about 12 years old.
1: I was exactly 12 years old, yep. Perfect.
0: And this is an insight into what you were thinking on the 30th of September. 1994. Take it away.
1: Hey, Diary. Just me again. And excited me today. A me that is on the verge of history. I'm living my best life on a family holiday on the Gold Coast. And not only did I get to go on the lethal weapon ride at Movie World this afternoon, but tomorrow a whole team of lethal weapons are about to dismantle the West Coast Eagles and give Geelong its first grand final win in 31 years. It's been so long. I can't believe I had to wait 12 years of my life for this moment, but tomorrow that will all change. It's destiny. In the last three weeks of finals, Billy and Gaz have got us over the line after the siren. Sandy Roberts said, Billy, you are king of Geelong when he kicked the winning goal against the doggies. But then two weeks later, Gaz kicks us into the grand final when he marks over Mick Martin and the siren goes. Surely that now makes him king. Sadly, it probably means we will never hear or see that Billy, you are King of Geelong footage ever again. So, I've just been told we will actually be flying home tomorrow when the game is on. I'm probably going to miss most of the game. Oh well, I'm sure when we get a copy of it on VHS, I'll watch it over and over and over again. Next time I write to you, Dara, I'm going to be talking about Ablett kicking tan, Couchy tearing it up the middle, and an 80-point Geelong win. I cannot wait. Ciao for now. I'm about to change into my hyper color T-shirt and head to Sizzler for dinner. Much love, 40. Yes. <laughs> Ciao for now. I know. I was very... um. I was very... Uh, cultured. Yeah, cultured. Very cultured. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I was on the Gold Coast and I'm uh I'm staying ciao for now.
2: And and um and shout out to Billy Brownless who's leaving the footage show after 27 years. So yeah. um what a great man. Yep.
1: yep. He, and he is certainly certainly seen a lot of that footage. <laughs> yeah, I don't you
0: we're a little bit off the mark with that that call that you'd never hear that phrase again.
2: Yeah, I, I know it's it wheeled out every year. And, and what what and, actually happened, what actually happened the next day?
1: Um, well for me I was in a, um, I was on a flight and um, I remember actually flying over the MCG and let's just say I wasn't that interested in the result at the time <laughs> because uh, friendy, what happened
2: well as a four-year-old I remember it fondly um... <laughs> you wrote that in your diary was it the one Peter Matera kicked five on the wing? Or was that no, 92? That
1: was oh, come on. Don't okay. need to bring up 92. Oh, was this the one, was this the one Chris Kemp. Lewis
2: dominated? Dean, Dean Kemp, was
1: it? Dean
0: okay. Kemp got the Norm Smith. Billy took a hanger, an absolute hanger. Um, and I was sitting on top of the Ponsford stand as uh, as I watched us get dismantled by about 80 points. So you got the margin right, 40. He was spot on there. It was yeah. 80 points, but it was just uh, the wrong way Longside. around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But but what what a final series that was for Geelong that year. I it was, was at the Billy. I was at the qualifying final when Billy kicked that goal after the siren. It was unbelievable atmosphere. And as uh, as I was def- at
0: the prelim as well.
1: At the prelim, yep. Yeah, oh, Lee Tudor just. That I was in the pocket. Left. I was there, like yep. at that end, right behind him. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. What what a final series, and then we get disappointed in the grand final by absolutely
0: an absolute lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, giving us another insight into your diary, Ford. I've, I've really enjoyed another mm. another uh, page from the diary. It's all gold. It's all <laughs> you're you're really you're really bringing it. Okay, on that note, we have reached the end of another podcast, and it would be remiss of me if I didn't ask you to, of course, again, to hit us up on the socials uh, mm. at the Common Man Podcast on Instagram. All of our social details are there in the uh, show notes as well. And, hey, we are also rocking tonight our uh, In Touch With The Common Man T-shirts. We mentioned at the start. There's only there's there's only like XXXL T-shirts available on the Hamish and Andy website, mm. if that by now. So we are wearing collector's items. We are the common men wearing common mm. man T-shirts. Just to reiterate oh, totally. the fact that we are actually in touch with the common man because we, we are common men, we, that's us. Yep. That's us.
1: We are. Um, we're not wearing the lost with lost uh, touch with the. the common we have men, no, no, you know,
0: no. We're all in touch with each Absolutely. other. Absolutely, oh, yep. over over Zoom, for sure. Now, next time we speak, our AFL premier will be decided. That's exciting. Congratulations to whoever that is, and good luck on the weekend to the Western Bulldogs and the Melbourne Demons Go Ds. And finally, it'll be the NBA seat. Their season will be about to begin mm, next time as yeah. well. So exciting. Lots to talk about when we next we meet. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to throw it to 40 for a final thought on the spot. Haven't told him he's going to do this. What do you got for us, 40?
1: Oh, a massive shout out to um, Hayley from Survivor taking it out, Survivor champion. Um, Bella winning the vo- voice um, champion. Um, We've got the block going on. We've got SAS. Uh, my pick is <sighs> Nana Pittman. And um, don't
0: forget yeah. the Masked Singer. Yeah, he's going to take out the Masked Singer? That, the
1: kebab? Um, I like the mullet guy. So... Ciao for now. I'm about to change <laughs> into my hyper color t shirt and head to Sizzler for dinner. Much love, 40.